0: It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All across the fantasy universe, welcome one and all. To the two-point stance powered by fantasypoints.com. What's up, everybody? I'm your boy Brian Drake at Drake Fantasy on Twitter, hanging and banging week 14 style with the managing editor of fantasypoints.com, Mr. Joe Dolan. What's up, Joe? How you doing? Oh, Drake, it's uh I love that we have the
1: the the word teen at the end of the weeks at this point. This is it it means we're getting down, you know, fantasy football's. Is winding up. You know, we get to see the teams that we we we've had. Um, I think best ball teams advance after this week, at least on underdog they do. Um, I'm I'm excited to see which of my teams advance. I'm excited to get my teams into the playoffs. I have some leagues where I'm guaranteed to go to the playoffs, but I'm still locking up seating. I have a couple. Man, I'm in a in a long term auction league where I'm in fourth place, and only four teams make the playoffs, and. Oh boy. Um, oh. I need, I, I need a, a win in that league. So that'll be uh that'll be really fascinating to see here. Um, but I know playoffs are starting for a lot of folks next week. For me, mm-hmm. um, they're not starting until for me, they're not starting until later in the season or uh, for some, for some of us week 16. I don't know, Drake, what do you prefer? Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm of the mind that a 12 team league should have four playoff teams.
0: Now I like and I commissioner a a league with twelve teams, all my buddies from my uh, fraternity days. We have twelve teams. We let six people in and we give two first round buys. My son's in a twelve team league. They have eight kids making the playoffs in that, and he's the number one seed. Shout out to him. but i I, I think you got to get six teams in because it keeps engagement in the league. And otherwise you've got teams that, if they know they're not in the top four, and you can probably tell that by about like week six or seven, Then you have guys that just start giving up and not paying attention. That's not good for the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, but also I think you incentivize regular season success, um, which, which I think you know we do with payouts for regular season. So I like in in many leagues I'm in, you pay for most points. I got to tell you, Drake, I have a seven and six team in my longest running league. I have locked up the points title though, which tells you how bad a luck I've had this year. I, I mean. I am 130 points up on Brawley for second uh, for first place in scoring. I I could literally bench my entire lineup and still potentially win the the points total this 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 uh, week. But I'm also still playing for a buy in that league because I've had shit luck. So um, it, it it's always fun to go back and see. But it looks like I'm going to be playing deep into December, which is good. I hope. Uh, well, I would presume those of you who are listening to the show are still having an opportunity to play deep into December.
0: Yeah, and I think the guys and girls out there who are looking to grind the most are those people who are trying to either lock up buys or just get in. you got to get that last seed. We're going to go team by team through the NFL Week 14 slate. We're going to give you news, notes, and nuggets from across the fantasy world or universe, as I always like to say. And what we love to do here, being that Joe is the managing editor of fantasypoints.com, we rip from the articles. We find all the great nuggets that – You know, Tom Browley's putting out, or Scott Barrett, or Graham Barfield, Jake Tribby, all these guys have such great work all week long. Maybe in your busy lives you don't get to read every article. We kind of condense it for you right here, bring you the best of the best, and it's going to help you make lineup decisions. They're going to put your ass in the playoffs. Let's start things off. Joe, Tampa Bay going to the ATL. Big game in the NFC South, and uh, it's just Mike Evans' world, and we're all living in it. you got to watch for him to keep rolling this week, especially – If Atlanta corner A.J. Terrell can't get out of the concussion protocol, you write a uh, a mismatch article about wide receivers and corners at Mm fantasypoints.com. What do you see from Mike Evans in this contest with and without A.J. Terrell?
1: Well, I've got the numbers for you here, Drake, because I wrote it up. So Mike Evans, uh, Terrell currently in concussion protocol, as you mentioned, but he did practice in a limited fashion on Wednesday, which is a good sign he's on track. We'll see a showdown with Evans if that happens. Now, these two matched up back in week seven, Drake, on basically 59% of Evans' routes, and Evans got the better of Terrell, three for 65 and a touchdown on four targets in his primary coverage. And they also matched up in week five of last season. Terrell shadowed Evans on virtually 80% of his routes and seeded four catches for 81 yards on six targets to him. Terrell's a great corner, but Evans is a great receiver, and his recent history against Terrell, to me, Drake, doesn't suggest this is a matchup to fear I will be starting Mike Evans obviously um he has gotten the better of, of AJ
0: Terrell in recent weeks in recent years rather that's some great stuff right there folks see this is what we're bringing you in the two-point stance make sure you're locked in listening every week
1: oh uh, you knew yeah you knew I was I, that, that article's not even up yet Drake you read my mind yes I do have a write-up for it on the uh, <laughs> uh coming in the article
0: which isn't even published yet Rashad White, he's a must start. You don't need us to tell you that. He's doing it on the ground now as well, which is is awesome to see. On the other side, Bijan Robinson, he's finally being used the right way. The usage is way up where it should be. He's handled 71% of the snaps over the last three weeks. Graham Barfield points out in his start-sit column that over the Falcons' last three games, they have a run rate over-expected of plus 14.6. That's double their season average and have you noticed joe and i i've got this dilemma i want to ask your opinion i've got okay. bijan and i've got algier on the bench and i got a, a bevy of other running backs and there's guys on the wire maybe a second defense i want to pick up but i can't bring myself to dropping algier but now we're seeing more quarter patterson used yeah like- i'm just gonna kill myself if bijan gets hurt and then patterson goes off in the playoffs versus that schedule
1: yeah, I, I feel like I'd probably still hold on to uh, to, to, to Algier in the event that Bijan gets hurt, but
0: it, it's probably an empty roster spot at this point. Not to mention I already have Jonathan Taylor on that same team because I backed him up with Zach Moss, so enough of my problems. But maybe some of the other guys are thinking that out there. If you think in defenses, though, maybe you want to add that second defense falcons defense if you read my article at fantasy points a week ago i said pick up the falcons they were the number one defense in fantasy last week keep rolling them through the playoffs the schedule is unbelievable uh so you know it's not bad to run two dsts on a on a championship worthy lineup anything else from this game you want to hit on? uh
1: not 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 terribly so i mean a tampa bay is like one of those they're essentially a two-man fantasy team and maybe you can play yeah. chris godwin at this point there's that report that uh Todd Bowles, you know, mentioned that he wants to get Godwin more involved after he has fewer than targets than a than a. Um, why do I want to say Trey Palmer? I, I wanted to say Trey Parker, who's the South Park guy. Uh, Trey <laughs> pa- Trey Palmer, who over the last few weeks, um, Godwin uh, didn't catch a pass last week and had a rushing touchdown. That was all of his fantasy production.
0: Yeah, super odd, super odd that Godwin's just not getting it done. But hey, you don't have check down Tommy there anymore. It's uh, it's Baker Mayfield. He's showing off uh, you know, that big arm. Rams, they're going on the road to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Uh, in this one, we've got Baltimore. They're seven-point home favorites in this one. It's going to be 56 degrees in Baltimore this week, so a nice balmy day uh, on the East Coast. I want to lead with this. Zay Flowers with and without Mark Andrews. I found this. My buddy uh, Tom Strachan had him on a podcast a year ago, good dude from the other side of the pond. Games with Mark Andrews. Zay Flowers. Is averaging 11 PPR points, four and a half receptions uh, a week without Mark Andrews. Again, it's only two games, 20 and a half PPR points, seven receptions. So Mark Andrews is gone, Joe. It's Isaiah likely in there, and he's obviously not the same player. Is Zay Flowers a must start for folks out there this week in fantasy?
1: Must start is, I think, probably a little aggressive, but I certainly think he's a a much uh, a completely viable start. Now there is news here though Drake that we're recording this on Thursday afternoon you're you're listening to this on Friday morning. Um Lamar Jackson was not at practice on Thursday uh, after talking to the media on Wednesday. So something happened Uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, maybe he woke up and was ill. Maybe he had something to attend to. We don't have the official report on that yet. But obviously, things would change in a huge way uh, if if Snoop Huntley has to play quarterback. So just throwing that out there. Um, I do like Zay Flowers, though. Um, They have no choice. If Mark Andrews is going to miss the rest of the season, they need to get somebody who Lamar trusts to throw the football to. And it turns out that Zay Flowers might end up being that guy.
0: And one of the other pass catchers you guys might be looking to get in your lineup, Isaiah Likely, led the team in receiving yards before the bye with 40. Really good matchup against the Rams, who are third-worst in yards per target to the tight end. That's per Graham Barfield's start-sit article. Uh, at the running back position, we'll start with the Ravens. Hey, it could be Keaton Mitchell time. You know, the uptick and- is continuing. Season high in snaps, Joe, and route runs. Gus only had five carries to his nine. I've got Keaton on a couple of benches. I'll be honest, I'm scared to death to play this guy because I'm worried that he's going to get three carries for 11 yards.
1: Uh, Well, here's a trend that might make you feel better.
0: Please, In each of the last four games before the
1: bye, Keaton Mitchell played a season high in snaps. 18% 18% to 24% to 36% to 46%. And he's the kind of playmaker, obviously, Drake, you know, they need playmakers with Mark Andrews injured. He can make a huge dent in the playoff race, both for NFL and fantasy perspectives. And in via our trench metrics at fantasy points data, the Ravens have our number two rush grade of the week. It is a great matchup for Keith Mitchell.
0: Oh, I like that. On the other side, Kyron Williams, he's a monster. You're play, playing him every week. Cup looks awful. Puka's real beat up. We got to see what happens with these guys uh, injury-wise. But, oh, man, Puka Naku is a tough cat. That dude just gets yeah. folded up every week and keeps coming back Brutal for Brutal matchup, though, Drake. Brutal. Uh, over the
1: last five weeks, the Ravens' secondary is holding all wide receivers to minus 10 schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game, uh, fourth fewest in the NFL. Slot receivers, therefore, Cooper Cup, are averaging a league low Minus 5.2 schedule adjusted fantasy points per game. That's Arthur Mollett, the underrated slot corner of the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Let me throw this one last thing at you. Say you're a guy you were rolling with Gus Edwards for a while. You had injuries. We know how the running back position goes. You had Gus, maybe your RB2 flex. It's a deep league. Can you trust Gus Edwards anymore?
1: Yes, because you still think the Ravens are going to score points. Uh, he, I mean, he is like the definition of a low end RB two. Just hope he falls into the end zone because I do think they want to get
0: Keaton Mitchell more involved. The Detroit Lions going on the road to Chicago, where they are three point road favorites against the Bears. Uh, there's a lot of easy stuff to cover here. Start your studs, you know, DJ Moore, the Sun God, Laporta, Lions running backs. Look at this great tidbit from Jake Tribby's DFS study hall article. The Bears are the second toughest schedule adjusted matchup for opposing running backs on the ground and the number two pass funnel in the NFL. Uh, so really what he's saying here is this might not be the matchup that we think for the Bears running backs. But how do you not start these guys? Gibbs and my guy, no. you, yeah, you, you throw them in your you lineup and you do. know what they're going to do.
1: Unfortunately, they have a bad matchup, but like the Lions can score on anybody. Um, I look, they would have scored. They beat the Bears a couple of weeks ago, despite Jared Goff turning into a turnover machine. Um, Jared Goff obviously cleared that up last week, so certainly something to to keep an eye on with those running backs. But what you, you're not gonna like, Drake? I know you. I like Keaton Mitchell's matchup. I ain't playing Keaton Mitchell over Jameer Gibbs. It's not happening. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I mean, they, do I think there's a chance he outscores Gibbs this week? Sure, of course, of course. But I'm mm-hmm. not playing him over
0: him. Maybe you got one of those running backs on the other side. This could turn into a mess. So the Bears now have three healthy running backs with Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, Deonta Foreman. They're all up this week. Now, Roshan outsnapped Herbert 51-15 week 12 before the Bears by. The wild card here is Foreman, Joe, because he was killing Mm -hmm. it the weeks he was the lead back. He's running the ball. He's catching it out of the backfield. I'm kind of lucky. I don't really have this issue in any of my leagues, but I'm sure – some of our listeners out there are pulling their hair out because they got one of these three guys. What would you recommend they do?
1: Well, I think Rashawn's probably the best bet only because he played on third downs and they trusted him. Khalil Herbert is the guy who I would say um, is probably falling by the wayside here a little bit. I think Khalil Herbert's the one who, they don't trust him in pass pro and, they pro and in short yardage, I think they'll go to Foreman. But I think this is kind of like a much, much lowercase version of the Ravens at this point. I feel like Rashawn Johnson is the Keaton Mitchell to um, Deontay Foreman being the Gus Edwards. One guy maybe more explosive, maybe does a little more in the passing game, and the other guy you just hope
0: falls into the end zone. Yeah, how about this point Graham Barfield made in his start sit article? The Lions have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in six straight weeks. So you, Cole Komet owners out there, uh, you can play him. You get him in your lineup and hope he falls into the end zone.
1: Yeah, you can play Cole Komet this week for sure. Justin Fields really trusts two players. He trusts uh, DJ Moore, and he trusts Cole Komet.
0: The Indianapolis Colts, they go on the road to take on the fighting Jake Brownings. Played great last week. Yeah, how about this? 354 yards on Monday Night Football. Kept all you Jamar Chase owners from jumping off a cliff. The question, though, here, Joe, can he keep it going? You know, we've seen some of these guys that are back up and they enter a game and it's like, hey, all right, they get one good game, then there's some tape on them and they turn back into a pumpkin. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think he's going to play that game again, Drake. I don't think that's going to happen. The, the Bengals have our third worst pass grade of the week. Um, the Bengals had three of their four worst games in terms of quarterback pressure rate over expectation allowed in weeks 10 to 12. Um, and then last week, they protected Jake Browning exceptionally well. Um, but the Colts have feasted on inexper- inexperienced quarterbacks this year. Their two best games in terms of quarterback pressure rate this year came against Bryce Young and Will Levis. And Jake Browning is very clearly inexperienced. I was seriously impressed with him, but I think he'll have some tougher sledding at the point of attack this week.
0: Joe Mixon, what a week last week. 19 for 68 yards, not one, but two touchdowns. Faces of Colts defense has been getting gashed, but they're getting back their nose tackle, who is suspended, he's going to really help beef up, uh, you know, their inside presence. So if you got Mixon, I'm still running him out there. What do you? What else are you going to do, folks? And no, uh, I mean,
1: the thing that sh- that I struggle with though is the fact that Chase Brown got more involved,
0: a little bit, a little bit.
1: And that was that was a little that was a little concerning because he looked explosive, but Mixon got all the passing game work. I think you just you roll with Mixon and you take the uh the inefficiencies if it happens.
0: Yeah, I mean you could chase Brown. He still only had 11 snaps, but he did touch the ball on nine of those 11 snaps. Um, but yeah, maybe that's a guy you just pick up, put on your bench, and then if something happened to Joe Mixon for the playoffs, then you, you know, you're covering your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh everybody and their brother was touting Zach Moss in DFS. And I remember listening, I love listening to DFS podcasts, even though I barely play DFS. I listen to more DFS podcasts than anything because there's great information. Everybody touted Zach Moss and I'm driving in my car and I go, if I played Millie Maker or whatever, I go, I'd fade Zach Moss in a heartbeat. There's no reason to play him. Zach Moss has great usage, insane usage. He had eight opportunities inside the 10 yard line, just didn't score per Scott Barrett's everything report he handled 94 of the snaps and had all the rb carries you're going to keep plugging him in it just wasn't meant to be this is when you go back to him is this week because now everyone's gonna be pissed off of course everybody's gonna be mad no of course you go back to him come on man like like and by the way i would we
1: got some some people talking shit on twitter oh you know i cannot believe you ranked zach moss over devon h last week i'd do it again dude like he mm-hmm. got 94% of the snaps. Okay. Like yeah. if I had told you before the game that he got 94% of the snaps, where would you have ranked him at running back? You can make the argument. You could have ranked him one. Yeah. Like, uh, like I mean, it's just, it, it was usage. Who cares, man? Like you go right back to the well with Zach Moss. That that's about as easy as it gets, quite frankly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, keeping it rolling, Jacksonville. The uh, AEW All Stars are going to Cleveland to take on the Browns. I was close to Cleveland last week. Had a cheerleading competition for my daughter in Erie, Pennsylvania. I was basically almost to uh to Canton, Ohio, for the rocket or for the uh, the Hall of Fame and the Expo. I was uh, getting nostalgic. Well, I've, so. I've, I've,
1: I'm a Pennsylvania native, and I've never
0: been to Erie. Oh, you're, you're missing out. <laughs> I me, mean, let that's me tell you, the RVs we ate at, at was delectable. City, by the way.
1: Yeah, complete opposite ends of the state for me. Uh, the I'm in South, I'm from Southeast Pennsylvania, and Erie is as Northwest as you can get in the state.
0: Yeah, well, somebody who probably wishes they were uh, anywhere other than on uh, the injury report is Jags quarterback Trevor Lawrence. So he has this nasty ankle sprain. Everyone goes, well, season's over for the Jags. See you later. Prior to recording this show on Thursday, I think he's at practice today, Joe. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is out there on the field so who knows from high ankle sprain and it looks like oh my god he's done you know they had the guy walk four miles after the game because they don't have a cart and maybe he plays this week against Joe Flacco and the Browns I don't know uh so it could be CJ Beathard against Joe Flacco I don't know what planet we thought that was a good matchup but let's say it is Beathard how far are you downgrading Ridley and the other Jags receivers. Now again, Christian Kirk, he's out. We know that for a fact. So Zay Jones and uh, you know the rest of the crew.
1: Reasonably, um, Beathard came out. What was he? Nine to ten, but he doesn't have a big arm. I think it's going to be more of like check down city type of stuff for CJ Beathard. I, I, I'm doing a reasonable downgrade here against the Cleveland defense that probably not very happy with its performance last week. I think they'll be and- pissed off.
0: And if you're the Jags and you're lining up for what could be a playoff run in a wide open AFC, there's no chance you risk putting Trevor Lawrence out there this week against no. that Browns defense. What are you crazy? No, like, just let him go out there and get I wouldn't killed. I can't move around. Let him, Come
1: let on. him practice to see. Let him practice to see if if he might be able to play next week. But maybe maybe they're a little upset about the loss last week, um, and they're going to rush him back. But they really should not do something stupid.
0: Speaking of the Browns, Joe Flacco came in, uh, and I look good. I mean, he's a professional quarterback, Joe Flacco, Super Bowl champion, right? I tweeted this out earlier, Joe. Joe Flacco had a higher fantasy points per drop back last week than both Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. And Joe Flacco was drafted when those guys were in middle school. It's just incredible for Joe Flacco. I,
1: I can't, I can't get over it, man. I That's unbelievable to me. That's just <laughs> unbelievable to me. I can't get over it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Hey, if you've got Elijah Moore, you're digging it because he saw 10 targets and a league leading 257 air yards. Uh, so Elijah Moore, I'm plugging him in. If I've got him at wide receiver, three flex option, I think. There's a great chance that he connects again. Amari Cooper's in the concussion protocol. I don't think he's going to play, Joe.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see if he clears. But Elijah Moore, uh, Scott Barrett's been pointing this out. Just, Just unbelievable usage when he's played with Joe Flacco in his career. Great DFS play this week. Great guy to slide in as a wide receiver three in your
0: lineup. Killer nugget here from Graham Barfield on David Njoku. In six games started by Deshaun Watson or Flacco, basically quarterbacks with a pulse, uh, they push the ball down the field, and Joku's averaging 5.2 targets per game, right? In six mm-hmm. starts with Dorian Thompson-Robinson or P.J. Walker, he's been way more involved. 8.3 targets, 52 yards per game. It's because those guys are thrown uh, short over the middle, and it seems like Watson and Flacco are looking more for the wide receivers and the big play. Although Flacco's A-dot was still very low last week. I looked that up at Fantasy Points data. Uh, Which just, is
1: to be expected. I mean, he joined the team like two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't expect him to be airing it out down the field. So, um, but, but hey, look, he, he's a professional quarterback. He can keep the thing moving.
0: Yeah. Good luck. If you've got these Browns running backs, that's a total timeshare. Uh, you know, Hunt's got to get in the end zone. Otherwise he's not coming through Jerome Ford. He's more of a PPR play, I would say. So if you're desperate and you need him, uh, you know, go with those guys. And you're going to get a big, healthy dose of Travis Etienne here against a really tough Cleveland team. I don't know what you'd expect uh, points wise from him, Joe. But what are you going to do? He's Travis Etienne. He's mm-hmm. you know he's going to be in the lineup every week.
1: Yeah, uh, it it was it's been unfortunate with some of the slow going the last few weeks. But you just kind of have to suck it up.
0: Carolina. They're going down to the, is it the Mercedes-Benz Superdome? They change it every 10 minutes. I don't know. I'm not really sure what it is at this the Little point. Little Caesars Dome.
1: I, who cares? The Smoothie King Dome. Um, what, what, what is it called? The,
0: let's see here. The Superdome that I'm going to the Caesars Superdome. Caesar oh, Superdome. I, I threw that out as one of my guesses. Okay, we'll take it. Yeah. The Little Caesars Superdome? No, or just, just Caesars.
1: Oh, okay. Like Caesars, <laughs> like the sports betting company. Yeah,
0: I like the Little Caesars better. Uh, anyways. Is Derek Carr going to play? That's the number one question here, Joe. I mean, it could be Jameis. I mean, Derek Carr gets destroyed. He leaves every game that he it seems like he starts, but he never if, misses if the they, next week.
1: If they play Derek Carr, they're unbelievably stupid. What did we see from Derek Carr earlier this season when he got the shoulder hurt the first time? He Couldn't throw the ball down the field at all. If they play Carr in this game, it's malpractice, and, you know, Your offense is, your offense is rudderless inside the 20 when Derek Carr is your quarterback. Anyway, just go, just play Jameis. Come on. What are we doing here?
0: Yeah. I I found this stat on fantasypoints.com. The impact with Kamara with Derek Carr versus Jameis Winston. His targets per route run with Winston is uh, 0.29. And it's much lower than Derek Carr's. That's still top five in the league. Jake Tribby yeah. had that one. I'm glad I just. I cannot it. it's believe so he he's still killing it.
1: Derek Carr limited practice on Wednesday. I, I cannot believe that they're leaning towards playing him this week.
0: I cannot dumb. believe it. So dumb. No, Saints. They're tough against outside receivers. Uh, so if if you're really in a pinch and you're you're throwing Mingo in a lineup, maybe it's DFS or a 40 team league. He did see a career high 10 targets last week. Do you have any interest in playing Jonathan Mingo anywhere? Uh, only if I really need the
1: targets, um, there, there was one spot where I'm a little thin at receiver. It was between Jonathan Mingo and Elijah Moore. And I'm going with Elijah Moore just because of the Flacco factor.
0: Here's a team that could use Joe Flacco, the New York jets. They're going to host the Houston Texans at one o'clock at MetLife. So crushing loss for the Texans tank Dell. He's done for the season, bad ankle injury. We were riding him in our, uh, dynasty team that we took over and uh, talked about on the show during the offseason but it's going to free things uh, we'll be up picking
1: high with that team Drake. <laughs>
0: we'll, <laughs> we'll be able to we'll pick be picking new-
1: high we lost every running back on that team we possibly could uh we made a horrible decision in the offseason to trade our first round pick uh but hey look uh the the, the uh the offseason uh the offseason brings new new life doesn't it
0: Yeah, this is going to be a tough spot for Nico Collins, too, where Nico now is locked and loaded. He's going to see a ton of targets from C.J. Stroud, but good luck against this Jets team. Brevin Jordan, if you need him, could be in play with Dalton Schultz likely out. That's a, a spot against the Jets, Joe. You can target is the tight end. So maybe in DFS or maybe, you know, who knows? You're dead at tight end, which probably everybody in America here is. Brevin Jordan, not the worst play in the world. No, not, not at all. Uh,
1: Yeah, here's the numbers on the matchup for Nico Collins. And again, just because we say a guy has a tough matchup doesn't mean you sit him. But the Jets' cornerbacks, they fresh off of shutting down Drake London. Of course, they shut down Drake London because um, that's the Falcons. Um, Over the last five weeks, the Jets are holding outside wide receivers to minus 16.5 schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game. That is by far the lowest number in the league for context. Brandon Ayuk is averaging 16.2 fantasy points per game. So the Jets are holding uh, opposing outside wide receivers to an entire Ayuk below average and then some. So Jeez if I picked boys. up Noah Brown this week just because of the Tank Dell injury, I'd probably be waiting another week, let's put it that way, uh, not the week I'd want to get him out there.
0: Uh sticking with the tight te- er, the Texans, excuse me, this backfield, Joe, it's kind of a mess. I, I wish I was listening to you and Paul Kelly do the, the game day show at the time when, you know, we're seeing Damian Pierce start to get carries because it's an RBBC now. Singletary out-snap Pierce, but Pierce had seven more carries. So, I mean, maybe you thought you had something with Devin Singletary. Oh, it's now so it's just dumb. Like, oh, God,
1: forget but, it. Drake, I don't get it. Like, I th- I'm i not going to talk shit on Bobby Slowick. He's done an amazing job with CJ Stroud in that offense. But what what are they doing? Uh, Damien Pierce is the same guy last week that he was the entire season. He had one explosive run and then averaged like one yard of carry on all of his other runs. I don't get it. Maybe they just don't want to overwork Singletary, but it, the run game was much better with Singletary
0: and without Pierce. Yeah. I mean, you can run a little bit on the Jets, but yeah, because you can't throw on them. But if I'm in a desperate spot, I got to win to get in. I, I can't trust either of these two guys. Mm hmm. You don't know who's going to get the ball. You don't know who's going to get the goal line work. It's a a
1: flex. It's a flex option, right? And you just hope that, oh, maybe they come to their senses.
0: For the Jets, my God, what a week. (laughs) They released Tim Boyle, who started for them literally like a week ago. And then they go to Simeon, and now they're back to Zach Wilson. There was talk he didn't even want to play. I mean, just an utter disaster for New York. So the only guy you can start though, right? though, it's Garrett Wilson. I mean, even Brees Hall, you can't lock him into a lineup because it's it's so bad, so bad. Tribby noted that since Week Six, Hall is dead last in explosive run rate and second to last in yards after contact. Awful.
1: And he said he's dealing with an ankle injury. He says he's playing. Um, You don't want this. I mean, by the way, the Jets haven't had a single explosive run as a team since Week Five.
0: Oh my God, they need to blow that as, up as a
1: team. Just terrible. Absolutely, and it, it,
0: we got the Aaron Rodgers media tour. He's like in studio with McAfee. Oh, this and- is
1: this is all he wanted. He's this is everything. They they're now not going to make the playoffs, so he can say, "Well, I beat I beat all the time frames. I beat science. I beat medicine. But my team didn't hold up their end of the bargain, so I'm just going to sit like that. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen.
0: What a clown." Oh, boy. Minnesota, they're on the road in Vegas, checking out the sphere, playing the Raiders, and it's the return of Justin Jefferson. Boy, oh, boy. You almost forgot Justin Jefferson was in the league. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what the Vikings can do, if Josh Jobs can feed him. He's super cheap on DraftKings, 8,500. Raiders secondary stinks. If you've been sitting on him, he's in your IR spot or eating up a, you know, a bench spot, you're plugging his ass in, and you're going to – If you're playing DFS
1: too, this is a spot for, for Dobbs, right? Coming off a terrible game uh, before the buy. Oh, is he going to start? Is he not going to start, but he's cheap. He's getting maybe the best receiver in football back. I don't know, Drake. It feels like that's like, that is like a GPP spot. I'm, I'm like you, I'm not a huge GPP bro. I'm not a huge DFS Mm -hmm. guy, but that feels like a spot for Josh Dobbs.
0: Yeah. And I mean, come back on the other side, Jake Tribby loves this in his DFS study hall article. Devontae Adams, he's at his lowest price on DraftKings of the season, and with AOC at quarterback, he's averaging 11 targets a game. So maybe you put Jefferson on one side, put Devontae Adams on the other. Mm -hmm. You rock and roll here. You're saving a little dough with a couple of really high-end wide receivers. Josh Jacobs getting fed, especially with Antonio Pierce there at coach. He loves running the rock. Stonewall defense, though, from the Vikings of late. So don't love the matchup, but who else are you going to play? You're putting Josh Jacobs yeah, in there. Him.
1: You start him. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, Anybody
0: else uh, in, in this matchup tickle your fancy there, Mr. Dole? Uh,
1: absolutely not. Um, although I will say Alexander Madison kind of came out. He's kind of retaken over that backfield. I mean, of course, TJ Hawkinson, but the Vikings mm-hmm. are kind of like a, a start your studs team with the exception that um uh, of that backfield, which I wonder if they're going to try to get Ty Chandler a little bit
0: more involved over the over the second half.
1: I second half of Chandler. the season, and they just happen to have a week 13 bye.
0: Ty Chandler's on a lot of waiver wires right now. Let me tell you, I've been looking around some leagues and people just dropped. They're like, nope, he's done. So, yeah, if you got a spot, okay, yeah, they, all right, never yeah, have fun. Seattle, a 405 start, they head to San Francisco, fresh off their Super Bowl win. Oh, I mean, regular season W, but if you've listened to any media, apparently they won the Super Bowl. So they go home to play a Seahawks team that choked away a win versus Dallas nobody's going to think Seattle has a chance except this guy. Division game coming off an emotional performance across the country. This is the definition of a trap game for the 49ers, okay? Everyone's singing their praises. That game was their Super Bowl against Philadelphia. They looked for it all year. What did the Jets do, Joe, when they played the Eagles? That was their entire season. I don't know if the Jets won a game since then. Remember, that's everyone's biggest game of the year is when they play the Eagles. And yeah. now for San Francisco, they're coming off that. I'm telling you, you don't need my advice. You're going to play all your 49ers, guys. Don't be surprised if Seattle wins this game.
1: Um, Seattle, though, has struggled, obviously. Gino in four starts against the 49ers, including playoffs, as the Seahawks quarterback is 0 for four. 0 uh, oh and 4, excuse me. He has three touchdowns and three picks. Here is what happened to Gino the last time these two teams played uh, the Seahawks could do absolutely nothing. On the ground, they ran for a second fewest of the season, 58 non-scramble rushing yards, of which just nine came before contact. We also don't know who's playing in the backfield. Both Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet questionable. Meanwhile, Gino threw for 180 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick while being sacked six times in that game. The Niners pressured Gino at a season high 22.7 percent rate over expectation. um So they have really the Niners dominate them in the trenches. Are they going to be able to um, overcome that?
0: That's going to be the question. And, you know, you mentioned that the running back situation is in flux. I just want to look up that DJ Dallas who is next in line is available in 99% of Yahoo. Yeah. But
1: how excited are you going to be to play him this week?
0: But he could catch balls out of the backfield. That that's something he can do because uh, it's been a tough season for Tyler Lockett. Now, Maybe they're going to try to find other ways to get the ball down the field. DK, you know, he went off last week. JSN's emerging a little bit. Graham pointed out in his article this week that the 49ers allow the second fewest points, excuse me, second fewest yards per route run to slot receivers. So could be a tough day for Tyler Lockett. Maybe DJ Dallas. Hey, another guy. If you're playing DFS, no one's going to you know, be looking at him and his price tag is in the toilet.
1: Yeah, uh, no, 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 thanks. Not in this matchup.
0: Buffalo, they're going to Kansas City to try to save their season fresh off a brutal loss uh, before their bye to Philadelphia. They're going to play a puzzling Kansas City team that just lost on the road at Green Bay for the Bills. Could we see a shadow from Legereus Sneed on Stefan Diggs? That's your wheelhouse, Mr. Dolan. What say you?
1: Here is exactly what I have to say about that. Last week, our guy Steve O'Rourke, who who helps me with the wide receiver cornerback matchups by charting the routes, his prediction was not Christian Watson. It would be Romeo Dobbs that caught the shadow from LeJerry Sneed. He was exactly right. Sneed shadowed Dobbs on 73.1% of his routes and held him to one catch for five yards in his primary coverage. They shadow, they shadow Sneed every week, and you would imagine it's Stefan Diggs when Diggs lines up outside this week. Again, not somebody you're sitting, but... The most catches and yards he's given up to a single receiver this year is 5-73 and uh, to Devontae Adams. He held A.J. Brown to one catch for eight yards just a few weeks ago. No, LeGarrius needs a good corner, and I think they're going to shadow. uh, They absolutely are going to shadow him, or Stephon Diggs, with Lejarius Sneed.
0: You know what that means? I'm in on Gabe Davis. He's going to see single coverage all day. Brawley noted in his Game Hub article that Davis could be in line for a massive week just like Christian Watson was. A week ago against this defense when he dropped 771 and 2 on the Chiefs. Davis should have had a much bigger game, should have caught the game winning touchdown against Philadelphia. But hey, them's the breaks. Uh, word out of Buffalo here, too. Is we're to see Dawson Knox practicing a little bit, he could return. Boy, that would throw a monkey wrench in all this Dalton Kincaid fun.
1: Uh, yeah, I. Sometimes I really hope coaches don't overthink things. Why would you Why would you go away from Dalton Kincaid, which has been working to get Dawson Knox involved? Unfortunately, it looks like he is going to be back this week. I'm still playing Kincaid, but I would be really concerned if he comes out and the Bills are like, oh, I tell you what, we've been losing games lately. You know what's missing? Dawson Knox. <laughs> you know coaches think like that, right?
0: Oh yeah. They what, probably like, think we'll get Dawson Knox out there, he'll block things up. And... Yeah,
1: and uh, it's like the Eagles with Kenny Gainwell. You know, oh, uh, you know what we're missing? Kenny Gainwell. That's what we're missing. We need some Kenny. Like it coaches fall in love with guys who do the little things, man. And mm-hmm. it, smart coaches do it, dumb coaches do it, all coaches do it.
0: Yeah. Tom Brawley also noted the Chiefs are giving up the six most adjusted yards before contact and allow just three backs. Uh they have allowed three backs in a row to top 70 yards. Maybe some good news for you, James Cook owners out there. I know it's it seems tough to trust Cook on a week to week basis. Remember how much hype he had in the preseason, Joe. Everybody, the James Cook is the best guy to get in like the sixth round, and now it's like, ah, crap. Do I start James Cook this week? Yeah, I mean, I love James Cook this week. Um,
1: It's just a matter of do the Bills up. first and foremost. That's not. I'll stand on that analysis, Drake. James Cook's going to run for a thousand yards this year. He's got seven. He's got seven thirty-one right now. He has three. He's already over thousand yards from scrimmage. He's just not getting um, the touches um, at the at the goal line. He has three. But the, yeah.
0: I love this matchup for him. Um, look, the Chiefs have Let's given up will over it new a, existence. Let's get a James Cook touchdown. We're calling it right here on the two point stance.
1: The Chiefs have given up over hundred non-scramble rush yards in three straight games and in five of their last six. Joe Brady. In his first two games as a play caller, gave Cook season highs and opportunities, 21 and 23 respectively. And we have the Bills as having our number three rush grade of the week in terms of trench metrics. I think it's a great spot for James Cook. I really do.
0: I like it. I like it. Do you hear that in the distance, Joe? Do you hear that drum beat? You know what it is? It's the sound of C-E-H coming for you, baby. Oh no, oh, Clyde God. Edwards-Alaire. We got, oh God, no. Isaiah McKinnon Pacheco. maybe we'll
1: keep an eye on McKinnon. Who's missed three straight games with a groin injury, but Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. As you mentioned, dinged up with the shoulder.
0: Yeah. Pacheco did not practice on Thursday. Didn't practice on Wednesday. McKinnon's a little beat up. I'm just saying, folks, check your waiver wire. He'll catch a shovel pass for a touchdown with his goofy face mask and end up with 15 points this week. Uh, last guy I want to talk about in this game, Rishi Rice, more involved than ever. Uh, he was in on 67% of the KC pass plays a week ago. Since week 10, he's seen 24 targets. I mean, he's the only receiver they have. Let's be honest, right?
1: Yeah, you have to. He's a wide receiver three right now. Their passing game is still broken, but they figured out he's their best receiver. I think their passing game is broken because I think Kelsey has been basically human this year. That's the problem.
0: You're getting all that Taylor Swift poontang, and it's uh, messing up his head. He's, well, well the, that's <laughs> he time for Taylor Swift. What's that? That's time person of the year, Taylor Swift. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen way too many of her concerts. We talked about that last week. So I'm in. I'm a Swifty now. Denver, they're going on the road to face the Chargers. This game is either going to be like unwatchable or the most entertaining thing of the weekend because it's just two teams that are totally Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know what the hell you're going to get. The, the Chargers just won a game six to nothing last week. Here's the thing I want to talk about. Javante Williams gets all the usage in the world for the Broncos, but he has zero burst. Tom Brawley in his Game Hub article noted two things. Number one, he doesn't ever score. And number two, he hasn't topped 3.8 yards per carry in his last five games but could come all, through, catch all empty ball.
1: calories, all empty calories. Yeah. yeah. Cause they don't score a lot of points. Russ was terrible last week. Um, so yeah, I mean, Javante is like, I didn't draft him anywhere. Drake this year. And I don't regret it at all.
0: I've got the regret bench all. on one, yeah. uh, my big home league team with all my buddies. That's the league. I start, uh, Jonathan Taylor slash Moss and I've Bijan slash Algier. So those are my running backs. I got the Colts running backs and the Falcons running backs. I think I've played Javante Williams once, maybe the week that both of those guys were on by, but I never think of playing them. I'm like, yeah, I play flowers over him, Hopkins over him in the flex. Just, yeah, there's no juice, no juice. How about this news on Austin Eckler that Schefter tweeted out on Thursday? I don't know if that's a little foreshadowing. It's, it's ominous though, that Schefter would put out this story that Brandon Staley might be interested in getting more work for other running backs. So, If Joshua Kelly is in your league and he's on the waiver wire, uh, of course, in your league, if he's on your waiver wire, Joe, maybe would you want to pick him up? I mean, he's looked like absolute shit all year when he gets a chance.
1: I, I just think this run game's broken, man. I think they should give Josh Kelly more work, but I don't know, man. I have a hard time sitting Eckler just because of his expected workload, but if he doesn't, i don't know man i i i have i i hate this chargers team i just hate them like every year the same crap happens they might get josh palmer back at some point i guess that helps keenan allen's dinged up i think keenan allen's gonna catch a shadow from sertan by the way keenan allen his last three games by the way were his three lowest games in terms of slot route percentages so um I don't know, man. I like I hate this team. I hate talking about them. I hate the fact that Eckler's averaging under three yards per carry since week one. I just I just don't love like it at all.
0: What's killing me here, and maybe some of you guys are in the same boat. You start Trey McBride at tight end, so you had to go to the waiver wire. I had to scoop up Gerald Everett. He's splitting routes with Donald Parham almost down the middle. Everett ran smart. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? So yeah, let's get in the end zone this week, Gerald Everett. All right, help your boy out. All right, uh, game of the week, which whatever game the Eagles play in, that's the game of the week apparently in the NFL. They are Sunday night at the Dallas Cowboys. Per Scott Barrett's everything report, this Dallas offense has completely changed. Since they're by, Dallas is the most pass-happy offense in the league and lead the NFL in points per drive. I mean, listen, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, they're going to run wild against this Eagles secondary. The Eagles can't cover anybody. They're dirt slow. I mean, you and I could run past some of these corners out there. Uh, And then Barrett also notes that Brandon cooks ranks 14th in fantasy points per game since week 10. So start all your Cowboys. They're all going to score.
1: The thing about the Eagles is their pass rush just hasn't been getting home. And you have to wonder how much the scheme is hurting. Um, The one thing that I will point out for the Eagles is Their linebacker situation last week was basically the worst possible situation you can have against the 49ers. No Zach Cunningham Mm -hmm. was expected to play this week. Here is one other thing that might give the Eagles some hope, and I'm not telling you to sit C.D. Lamb, but keep in mind that of the 11 catches that C.D. Lamb had against Philadelphia in week eight, seven came on either a safety or a linebacker, Drake. Uh, The Eagles were completely decimated in the slot where they used Sidney Brown uh, Eli Ricks and Kevin Byard on Lamb at times. Um, look, Sidney Brown playing out of the slot. UDFA Eli Ricks. Um, they had uh, they had Zach Cunningham cover him once. Bradley Roby isn't, like, amazing, but he's only given up nine catches in five games this year. So that's a little bit of a better matchup for the Eagles. But the problem for the Eagles is I think they've played so many damn defensive snaps the last few weeks that it's catching mm-hmm. up to them, and I just don't think they have their legs under them.
0: Yeah, and even if the Eagles lose this game, I was looking at the tiebreakers. They actually still own the tiebreaker for the NFC East over the Cowboys with their uh, yeah, NFC it's record. More,
1: it's far more important for the Eagles in terms of the number one seed than it is for the NFC East, ironically. Yeah. Because like the Eagles also the Eagles also have a much easier schedule down the stretch than Dallas does. So the Eagles get after this game. That's honestly the funny part, because they could lose to Dallas, win out, and probably still win the division, because Dallas has a really difficult stretch. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think they play Buffalo, they play Miami, uh, while the Eagles get the Seahawks, the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants. The Eagles need that run of games, man, because they are. They're hurting, man. They're they're they're, hurting
0: bad. They're banged up. And and it's not
1: like they're banged up. They don't have a ton of injuries, but it's just like. Guys who are dinged up and they're playing so many snaps. And I'm not even I'm not gonna entertain what David Carr said about uh, Jalen Hurts. What a but, moron. But like it is obvious that Jalen Hurts has lost a step, and I would think that knee injury probably a week to week thing, Drake. It affects him more some weeks than others. And uh I think it affected him last week against 49ers.
0: Yeah, and for the Eagles, they're trying to find something at third receiver. They'll address that in the offseason. They just don't have anybody else that can win in the middle of the field from the receiver position. Now, they're going to get Dallas Goddard back this week, so maybe that helps some. Uh, But all of their offensive plays are so slow developing, so deep down the field. Everything's to the outside. They never throw the ball in the middle of the field. So... You know, we'll see what happens here. It's, it kind of felt like San Francisco did a number on them. They they watched a lot of film and had Philly figured out, defensively and offensively.
1: And they get and, and it was like Brawley tried to tell me, you know, like
0: oh thought you were Broli.
1: It was an atrocious spot for the Eagles. Just a brutal yeah. spot, like. Unbelievable, but hey, uh, you know they win this week, and then they're probably going to be the number one seed in the NFC. So, um yeah. just a, a wild game, but also a tough spot for them going on the road to Dallas. Dallas also getting more rest than the Eagles, just like San Francisco did.
0: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed, and I don't want to turn this into a Eagles podcast, but even if the Eagles don't get the one seed, and let's say they get the two, that would then probably mean you avoid playing Dallas in the playoffs, even you know, in the second round, I'm kind of okay with that. Like this Dallas seems tough. I don't yeah. want to play them three times this season. Let them go play San Francisco and beat up on each other. Yeah, and, that's you know. then,
1: but then you know, you get I mean I, I think that's an that's an interesting thing to think about, Drake, that once once this week's over, we can talk more about like playoff scenarios and game theory. But uh um I I think this is uh I, I think this is gonna be an interesting game. I think if you're an Eagle fan, you just hope they come out and show some fire. Right, right they're three and a half point mm-hmm. underdogs you can't get your asses kicked again Um, and if they do they better clean it up really quick
0: all right close things out with monday night football tennessee at miami from barrett's everything report devon achan has played only four games which
1: i can't which- him. I can't
0: him. Yeah. oh no no but this is just a wild stat he's played only four games which he's exceeded seven snaps in those games he's averaging I mean, an insane number of yards from scrimmage 155.3 and 31.8 fantasy points on just 13 and a half carries. It's unbelievable. You're playing everybody, you know, from Miami. It, it's, it's crazy. Tyreek Hill for MVP. I'm all for giving the MVP to him or Christian McCaffrey this year.
1: I, I put, uh, I, I had a chan on the bench, uh, in, in, oh. in multiple leagues. And I mean, look, because I started him when he came back from the knee injury the first time and he had two touches and left I'm like, ah, all right and then of course he goes nuts well I'm not making that mistake again Drake i'm i'm I have him in my lineup I'm playing him here here's the question I have because I like James Cook this week mm-hmm. need a win James Cook or Devon Achan
0: I'm playing achan yeah I, mean, I am too he is just I am so loaded at running he's, he's lightning in this a bottle
1: league. I'm loaded at running back in this league Drake my running backs, it's a 12 team league. This team's seven and six, by the way. Yes, first in points. <laughs> Tony Pollard, Kyron Williams, Devon A. Chan, James Cook, De- DeAndre Swift. Swift's my fifth running back.
0: Oh, my God. They don't allow trading in this league? You can't move these well, guys? Well,
1: I, yeah, I mean, but here's here's the other thing. Maybe I could trade one for, a, a, I think, my trade deadline passed. I need a tight end because I lost Mark Andrews, but here are my receivers. Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Puka Neku, and Deontay Johnson. It's not like I need a huge upgrade there either. I mean, you know, it's just the, that team's yeah. so good, and it's 7-6. and
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, what a kick in the dick. Well, I did pick up
1: you, Isaiah Likely, so that's a solid
0: fill in at tight end. Absolutely. Absolutely. For the Titans, the story here, it's whether or not Derrick Henry plays. Last we saw King Henry, he was face down on the turf, and he was leaving the field, and then firecracker Tajay Spears enters. So, folks, if you're listening to this right now, please don't tell me Tajay Spears on your waiver wire. Go, so he's look, on, he's
1: my sixth running back on that team that I was just telling you about. Jesus Christ, Joe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I,
1: yeah, folks, look, I'm, like, like, I'm seven and six, Drake.
0: I mean, yeah, but you're going to the man. playoffs. That's sometimes, the problem is you, you always
1: hate fantasy football.
0: I've heard someone else say that that we know. Yeah. Um... <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. I have heard somebody else say that. Yes.
0: <laughs> the problem is when you, when you're that loaded, it's like you're never going to make the right choice. You're never going to get the two guys that go off. Yeah. You know, oh, you know like...
1: see now I'm looking here. I get $500. If my team scores the most points in that league wow. and I'm currently And I'm currently up in that race by 34 points. Okay. All Mm -hmm. right. All right. Something to play for. So I need to maximize my
0: points there, Drake. That's when you start thinking, like, do I play it safe with James Cook? You know, and, and, you know, because maybe he just gets me 15 and, you know, I'm going to win the 500 bucks. But you know what? If that's the case and I'm just trying to like play for a floor, I might play James Cook in that spot. Yeah. But, I still want to
1: win though, because I'm well, I don't know if I need to win because I'm pretty much guaranteed to make the playoffs. Because, like, the one thing is if you have a bad record, but you have the most points, you at least have the tiebreaker in every instance, right? So mm-hmm. I at least it looks like I'm gonna make the playoffs, and I can't get a bye because the other get teams are two games ahead of I me. Mean, yeah, maybe I will play for the floor.
0: There you go. What yeah, do you think of sure. DeAndre Hopkins in this matchup? Jalen Ramsey could shadow him mm-hmm. um, wide so. receiver three, Max yeah oof, it's tough but like i said folks if tajay spears is out there pause yeah. this podcast right now go, go, go get him it. go get him uh outside of that maybe if you need a long shot at uh tight end chicka Conquo he's been coming on a little bit of late there's just there's nothing and they're gonna be playing from behind in this contest so maybe we'll see a lot of pass attempts from will levis and the boys all right anything else for week 14
1: uh what's that giants packers game is that a, uh,
0: did we not talk about the giants? No, yeah, Broly, I'll tell you, here's what every it's week. a great,
1: it's oh, a, great, it's
0: a, a, a great matchup
1: for Saquon Barkley. Uh, the giants have our number one rush grade of the week. Um, the Packers have given up their three worst games in terms of adjusted yards before contact per attempt, all within the last four weeks. Um, it's a great spot for Saquon. I don't know if I trust anybody else on the giants and uh, those Packers. I think uh, what probably might've been waiting for some news on those wide receivers, uh, obviously. Yeah. With, uh, Christian with, Watson's uh, out. Christian Watson so yeah keep an eye on those guys over the next couple of weeks it's not a great fantasy
0: game nonetheless and other news in that game uh we're gonna have Aaron Jones he did practice this week so we could see a return of Aaron Jones which if you're Jordan sitting loves on playing him, really well by the way very well you He's know maybe spectacular. In deep deep league Dontavian Wicks is mm-hmm. a name you might want to know and for the Giants sticking with Tommy DeVito If Jalen Hyatt is out on your waiver wire, I know you don't want to start anybody from the Giants, but they're giving this kid run, and he's the only guy with a hint of juice on the outside for the Giants. Uh, So
1: desperation, desperation, desperate play. That's it. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, certainly somebody you can uh, you can you can use if you need them.
0: It's last call, two a.m. Lights are coming on in the bar. You're panicking. You're looking around. You need to find a let's call it a ride home. Jalen Hyatt's that guy. I don't, that, yeah. that, that analogy and uh, took a really left turn, but you guys know what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah, I, I certainly do. Uh, I think I think that's exactly <laughs> what he is. That's a very strong analogy, Drake.
0: All right, folks. Well, make sure you go over to that YouTube page, youtube.com/slash/FantasyPoints. Get over to FantasyPoints.com and sign up. Uh, is there any kind of end-of-the-season bargains people can get on, Joe, if they want to sign up for the playoffs? I will say course? this.
1: Keep an eye out for our early bird special. It's coming soon.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. Probably because I'm what cheap. What do
1: you think? Oh, it's, uh, we have, we're, we're, we're changing up some pricing, and we're adding some packages, but um, you're going to get a great huge discount, a huge discount uh, if you sign up in the early bird special.
0: That's how cheap I am. I had to get a job with the company because I was I couldn't pay for it anymore. I was like, I, I have to work here. It's I, I've got to get in and get all this data, fantasy points data. I use the uh, DFS optimizer. Of course, all the articles over there, the discord channel that if you had a question, trust me, Matt Brawley or <laughs> Matt Donnelly will answer. That, your is, question. that is
1: Brawley's brother's name,
0: by the way. But yeah. Oh, all right. Well, maybe he's in there too. You never know. So, I accidentally right, send him some
1: emails for work sometimes. So, uh,
0: but no, no, yeah, Donnelly, Donnelly kills it, man. Love Donnelly. Well, folks, been fun here. Make sure you get over and get a win this week. Come on. We're going to be back here talking playoffs in fantasy football Up. next week. Can't wait. So, all right, folks, for Joe, I'm Drake. We'll see you next time in the two point stand. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast.